Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Camp meeting here first time ever. We've been wanting to come for a while. Finally felt like this might be the year we needed to come. And appreciate the opportunity to preach to you this morning. Try to deliver heart and get out of the way. I know there's a lot of other preachers here I'd love to hear. But uh, I guess been, well, Brother Paul, I'm going to guess been about five or six weeks ago that the Lord gave me a message. And I, I kind of felt around at it and, and, and just couldn't hardly seem to find where it went, Brother Johnny Don. And I, I, I still hadn't decided for sure we was coming to Hamlin. I was needing a little something to, you know, tell me I need to go because I, I don't like missing Craigsville's meeting. Amen. To be somewhere else, they're pretty close to us there, and I, I don't take that lightly. But as I was praying, the Lord gave me the message, I was praying one day about uh, whether to come to Hamlin or not, and it seemed like the Lord just got to pressing this message on me, and I uh, felt like that was my answer, Brother Braxton, that I need to be here. This may be a little different this morning, I sure want us to keep our mind on where Brother John Don's pressing towards this morning, please. I need to cover a little bit of ground if you'd bear with me, but I feel like we need to go somewhere this morning if the Lord be our helper. I mean, it may seem a little bit odd at first, and I, I thought that when the Lord gave it to me and felt like bringing it here this morning, but uh, anyway, I feel like he'd like to take us somewhere today. If you'd read with us the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 6. Verse 7, familiar scripture, most probably quoted. But Galatians 6 and 7, said, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. Brother Paul, you uh, preached yesterday morning. You got talking about where we was planted at, about that tree, and about there's no reason why we couldn't have life, why we couldn't have the blessing, why things couldn't be green if we go to the source. But if I could back up a little bit farther maybe from that this morning, preach to us, amen. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And that, as far as I can tell, is the law of the harvest. It does not matter what you plant. That is what you are going to reap. I'm not much of a gardener. We've put some out uh, in the last few years, and this year didn't fool with it too awful much. Uh, but uh, it seemed like we was gone too much, really, to have a garden. And I'll tell you this morning, Brother John, I'm done pushing that direction, but uh, if you really want something out of the garden in the natural, uh, you're going to have to stay close at hand, and you're going to have to tend it. You're going to have to work with it, and you're going to have to labor if you want it to produce, amen, in the natural. But, oh, this morning, if you'd like to see the spiritual uh, produce something this morning, i tell you what I'd do. I'd stay close by. I'd tend it, amen. I'd work with it, amen. I'd labor in the vineyard if I'd like to see something, amen, uh, come to production this morning, amen, uh, come to fruition. Amen. I'd like, amen, to understand there's some labor goes with this in the sowing, amen, and in the reaping. 
friend of mine told me, he said, I, I don't garden like I used to. He said, I take a roll of black plastic. He said, I roll it out after I've worked the ground. and said, I just cut a hole out where I plant something. He said, man, it sure cuts down on the weeding. I thought, that sounds pretty good. Amen. I thought, man, we do this just right for a Lord. And ain't going to be no work to it, hardly, except, you know, after we get it planted, and that'll be good. And it is a little bit better. But you want to know what? I don't know what y'all have got in this country. We call them Russian thistles at home. And I can't get rid of them. I don't know how to get rid of them. Somebody knows how. I'd love to know. But I just cut Brother Kenny a hole big enough to put the plant in. And I put out some tomatoes and some peppers and some cucumbers and different things this year. Nothing, nothing real big. But I tried to plant a little something, and, and I thought, man, this is it. This is going to be great. And, and the plants started coming up, and they was growing. I was going down about once a week, and I was watering them and miracle-growing them. And, man, it was going good. And I come back one day, and maybe we'd let it go a little longer. And got to looking, and there's a Russian thistle growing just as good or better than the plant was. We yanked that out, and we come back later, Brother Vance, and there's, there's more. I think I found one place that there was just a very small prick slit in the plastic. You know what was growing out of it? Russian thistles. I mean, it's just coming up, seemed like everywhere. What are you going to do, Brother David? I, I was trying to labor to get them out of there. I was trying to keep them down. Amen. But this morning, amen, it depends on what we've sown. I mean, I didn't sow those thistles, but they got there somewhere or another. You might be saying this morning, I didn't sow any thistles. But you might be contending with them today. Amen. And if you like that blessing that Brother Johnny Don's talking about, Brother Braxton preaching to us, amen. I tell you what I'd do this morning. I'd begin to labor, amen. I think I'd work, amen. And if you've been doing that, we'll get to that part in just a little bit. Amen. Proverbs chapter 6. Verse 16 said, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are, the abomina are an abomination unto him. Proud look, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Amen. We could probably read most of those this morning, and I feel like we could say, I hope we could say on all of them, we don't have that problem this morning. That's kind of why I felt a little odd about this, but it's what the Lord gave me, and I need to cover some ground. But when we get down to the very last one, he said, this is things that God hateth. Amen. And he got down the last, and he said, he that soweth discord among brethren, amen. You say, well, we don't have that problem. I hope we don't this morning, amen. Uh, but I'm afraid I'd have to tell you, Brother Gary, uh, that in my years amongst the holiness people and in years before that amongst others, I have seen some discord uh, sown amongst the brethren, amen. It wasn't, amen, just blatant, amen. Uh, could I tell you something? I won't say that nobody but a brother could sow discord amongst brethren, but I'll tell you, nobody but one that's close can do it. Brother Down, it's going to be hard. So discord between me and you. 
Somebody had to get pretty close in between us to sow it, I hope. I feel that way. Brother John Don, somebody say something about Brother Gerald. I really don't think you're just going to say, well, man, that must be how it is. They'd have to get awful close. But I've seen it get close, amen. And my, you say, well, I don't think I've really ever heard anybody saw it. I hope you haven't, amen. But could I tell you, I've been there, amen, recently, amen, when the phone rings. In just the last few years, and the phone rings, Brother Braxton, and somebody gets to talk and said, oh, I've heard about Brother So-and-So's church and Brother So-and-So's church, and they're wonderful men of God, and that kind of gets your guard down a little bit. I mean, they're wonderful men of God, and they got good churches. We've heard such good things about them, and 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 things have just changed. Uh, uh, prayers been answered, and I'm going to be able to move uh, to a new church, and because uh, uh, I don't have church where I'm at. Oh, that's wonderful! And I just wondered, is there anything about these two brothers that would keep me from going there? Now I'm all for knowing those that labor among you. I'm all for not going in blind, okay? But be real careful because I felt like the Holy Ghost checked me and said whatever you say will be repeated and it will be held against you and it will not be repeated in the manner you say it. It'll be discord sown amongst the brethren. Brother Darrell, it gets sowed to where when it was repeated to you, you weren't the one calling, but if it got repeated to you, Brother Norvell, do you know what Brother Woodward said about Brother so-and-so? I didn't have nothing bad to say about him. But all I would have had to say was, well, we don't hardly quite agree on this one issue. You're going to have a hard time finding two pastors that agree 100% on everything, church. I'm not talking about sin or salvation. I'm just talking about something. You know. But you'll know what that'll do. Boy, they'll say, I talked to Brother So-and-so the other day, and boy, he just don't agree with this pastor, and he thinks they're just down, and boy, it's just that, and they'll drag you through the mud. You know what that's called? Sowing discord amongst the brethren. Amen. I'll tell you. You'll reap some things if you've ever sown discord amongst the brethren, amen. You do not want to go there, amen. You don't want to find that out. I can remember, amen, just not too many years ago, amen, not far in the past. I usually get up for work sometime between 3 and 5. I ain't trying to get no pity. It's just when I get up for work, amen. About 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, Brother John and Don called me one time, but you wasn't on this time. What you told me is so good, I was willing to get up at one. Amen. But Brother Calton, he he's in tears. Sounded like. And, and I'm not throwing nothing off. He hears this. I'm not throwing off on you, brother. I'm just, it just worried me. Brother Gerald, he was in tears. I thought something awful's happened. Amen. I, I didn't mind if something was wrong. Call me. That's all right. Amen. I, I got talking to him and he, oh, he said, you don't know where we're going. Oh, we're fixing to have a vote on the pastor. Afraid we've had too many of those recently. We're fixing to have a vote on the pastor. Oh, and I said, well, that's no problem. Vote for him, you know. I mean, I know the man. 
got confidence in him. What's he crying about? I mean, I didn't tell him those exact words, but I don't know what he's upset about. Oh, say, but you don't know, and I need to be careful what I say here, but you don't know what brother so-and-so has done. You don't know what the pastor's done. And I said, no, I don't want to know. Amen? Amen? It's hard for them to sow any seed, amen, if you don't have an open furrow. If the ground's not prepared and ready for it, amen. I'm telling you, there's some seed, amen, that's being sowed. If it's discord being sowed, I'd advise you, amen, uh, to close that up, amen. Don't uh, let it be hard-packed earth. Let it fall amongst the rocks and thorns, amen. Uh, let it be choked out if it's a seed of discord, amen. Uh, but he's going on and on. And I'm telling you, just to listen, you'd say, oh, he's for the pastor. He, he's for the pastor. But the farther he went and the more he talked, I began to have my doubts. It's so awful, I can't even tell you. I done told him I didn't want to know. Don't tell me. I'm not interested. But now if you need some counsel, I'll try to talk to you. Not that I feel like I have the wisdom to do it, Brother Gerald, but if they call it, I, you know, I was trying to help. I campaigned for that pastor for a good half hour hour that morning. I don't remember which. I was, it was late, it was early, whichever way you want to look at it. Finally, I told him, said, look, if you need to talk more, you're going to call me back this evening, and we'll talk. And let me tell you something, church, there's, there's nothing worse than being vague about what somebody did. You know what that is? That's that seed. If I don't tell you what they did, and I just say, oh, it was terrible. You don't understand how awful they have been. You got any, if you've got any kind of imagination, whew, I mean, it's getting rough. It's getting, you wouldn't believe what brother so-and-so did. I don't know what it was, but it was bad. And that got bigger, and it gets bigger. He might have preached oldness to him, busted her toes a little bit. <laughs> it's awful. To this day, I don't know what the man did. But you know what I did the next morning? Next probably afternoon, I didn't call him that early. I called him, and I said, Brother, I ain't trying to win no points with you, but I've been campaigning for you all morning long. I said, one of your members called me, and I told him, so I ain't going to tell you who. I'm not trying to sow discord, you see. But I felt like he didn't know one of his members called me and was tore up. And he said, well, I... I knew they were talking about having a vote, but I don't really know what's wrong. I said, well, man, they talked like it was awful, but I, he said, I, he said, could you try to find out what I did? I'd sure appreciate it. So I'm going to talk to him later today, if you don't mind, Pastor. I said, I don't like talking to other members of other churches about issues unless I've talked to their pastor first. It was early that morning, so I didn't give him up, but I made sure that day he knew. I said, I want you to know. If anybody says, Brother David's been talking to your members, I said, this is what I've been telling I've been campaigning for you. I said, as long as you're still the man that I've known for years, and as long as you hadn't failed. And he said, no, no. He said, I, I don't even know what's wrong, but, you know. Amen. Amen. It's kind of quiet. Amen. I think we're listening, though. God hate us. He that soweth this cord 
among the brethren. Amen, could I tell you? Amen, we live in an hour. Uh, we've got our sleeves down. I can see that, Brother Joel. I'm forward 100%. Uh, we're living right. We're doing it on the outside. What I can see and you can see, that's easy enough to do. Amen. If you get that in your heart, you can do it. And if you want to do like Brother Pew preached to us yesterday morning, uh, you can do it and not have it in your heart. Amen. It's there. I've seen it. Amen. You have too. But I'm preaching to you this morning. Amen. About not sowing discord among brothers. I hope I can move on from here in a little bit. But I'm telling you, it's a serious thing. When you find yourself in a place, it doesn't say anything about the mercy of God extending over it. He said it is, amen, something that he hates. And that is an abomination to him to sow discord among the brethren. Amen. When you bind together, he talked about two, amen, being strong and a threefold cord not easily broken. The only way you're going to get inside that, one of the only ways is if you sow discord, amen. If you can get a seed, amen, inside that threefold cord, how can I tell you, it'll begin to grow. I'm sure it's that way in this country, but I've seen it at home. Just a seed or maybe a cedar tree or a pine tree. I get down the crevice of a rock, amen, and it'll begin to push it out, amen. It'll begin to widen, amen. It'll cause a greater divide, amen. It's amazing what it can do. And can I tell you this morning, I've seen the so the seeds of discord, amen, in such a way that it began to separate those that were so close and drew strength before. We can't afford it today, church. Amen. We're facing too much. Amen. We don't, we don't want to go there. Proverbs 16 28 said, A froward man sow a strife, and a whisperer separated chief friends. Not sowing discord. I don't want to sow any strife. You don't want to reap the harvest off that. You will reap it, amen. If you sow it, it will come back to you. In our country, hey, probably you here too, we got to say and give them enough rope, they'll hang yourself. Amen. Somebody, I'm not telling you jump up and throw them down and, and just do whatever. I'm telling you though, you usually, our country say you give them enough rope, they'll hang yourself. They will reap it after a while. Amen. It's the word of God. He said they would. They will reap it after a while. It's usually real subtle. Like I said, that one man started in about how good of pastors they were. What fine churches. and oh, It's usually not going to come like you expect it to. It'll usually maybe just be in a little phone conversation. And it'll just usually kind of things going good and maybe even talking good. And then all of a sudden they say, but you know that. The other night when they went through the baptism, said that really wasn't the Holy Ghost. Be careful. Be careful. You know what you just sowed? Sowed a little doubt in there about that brother. Sowed a little doubt in there about that family. Sowed a little doubt somewhere. You say, that don't happen. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I can vouch for it. Amen. And now, I'm all for our pastors watching out for wolves in sheep's clothing. But I'm talking about when it's a established member of your congregation and God's been moving for them, God's healed for them, God's worked for them. And they finally go through the baptism, sanctification, whatever you want to name, call what you want to. What good did it do then, Brother Gerald, to say, that wasn't the Holy Ghost, and then just slide right on by and go on something else. Just want to let you know, let give you an insight. 
That wasn't the Holy Ghost. You know what that does in that service? When that brother gets in or that sister, whoever it may be, gets in and goes to shouting and, and the Lord's a blessing and a helping, you'll feel a little bit of drawback. Say, I, I don't know if that's, I don't understand that. Is that, is that really the Holy Ghost, Brother Ronnie, or is it not? Amen. We've got folks, amen. I'm not being mean, but our discernment's not what it needs to be. I'll not tell you mine is this morning. I'd like for it to be better, Brother John. Amen. But I tell you, if you let that be sown, amen, in your heart, maybe I'm not preaching to sowers this morning. I hope not. Maybe I'm preaching to those, amen, that have had some seeds sown to them. I'm telling you, it'd be a good morning, amen, to dig it up and get rid of it, amen. If you feel like there's anything that's been put there by some I've tried to sow discord. I've tried to sow strife. And for somebody, amen, and you feel like you just, you just kind of, well, I just kind of pull back when uh, uh, the brother gets up to preach. Or I, I kind of pull back when this one testifies. Amen. You better have a good reason if you're doing that. Amen. Because God hates him that soweth discord amongst the brethren. He said, A whisper separateth chief friends. That means. Your best friends, your closest friends. Amen. Just a whisper. Just a whisper. Amen. Well, Brother Vance, what do you know about so-and-so? My, my daughter's talking to him. What do you know about him? Now, look, I've got boys too, and I want to know. Okay, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with asking that. And if they're just putting on there ain't nothing to them, I'd just assume for girls doing that, I'd just assume you tell me. I'm not, I'm not saying don't ask. But when you don't really know them and you want to start running them down, be careful. Be careful. Amen. What's your purpose? What are you sowing? Amen. Because that's going to affect that young man and that young woman. Amen. For the rest of their life. If they're the ones God intended for each other, I wouldn't be messing with that. Amen. I'm for keeping your eyes open, parents. I'm for being careful. Please don't, don't, don't think I'm not. If anybody knows us very well, you'll know that. But oh, be careful. Be careful. Don't 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 say something, man, unless you know it because even though a lot of folks, well, I, I didn't know for sure, but I just I just kind of said that. And, and what they don't realize, it plants a seed. And that seed grows. When they come by and say, Well, well, I saw I saw Brother Doug at work the other day, and, and his mouth was kind of pooched out on the side and he wouldn't speak to him. I, I think he's chewing tobacco. Must have been. He didn't speak and his jaw was pooched out a little bit. He must have been chewing tobacco. You know what that does when you tell the pastor that? I do. What am I supposed to do? Are they really? Man, boy, it changes things. They're on the platform and I might need to talk to them. What we need, you know what it's doing? It's on Discord. Amen. There never was anything else said about it. Never was anything come to fruition out of it. Was it worth mentioning? I don't think so. Now, if I see him with a cup of ham beer and he's just not, you know, and it's it's definite, yeah, I'd like to know that. I appreciate that. I don't want, we don't want sin in the pulpit. But, uh, oh, be careful, church. I need to move on, I guess. Amen. Amen. A little bit. Amen. He... He told us in Hebrews. Amen. Let me hit just a little bit more here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. We, I quote a lot. Follow peace with all men 
and holiness without no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Amen. Oh, Brother David, I hadn't sown any seed like that. I've not sown any. How wonderful, amen. But can I tell you that root of bitterness has cropped up too many times, amen. And I tell you, most of the time it probably wasn't sown by the one whose heart it cropped up in. It said, lest many be defiled, amen. When a root of bitterness takes hold, amen. When that seed is planted and it comes to fruition, amen. It might be planted in your heart, amen. I like for your heart to be fallow ground for the blessings of the Lord, but it sure don't need to be fallow ground this morning, amen, for any seed of discord or strife, amen. But sometimes if we're not careful, you'll find it there, just a little something said, and there'll be bitterness there. There'll be a bitterness that'll begin to crop up, and it'll grow, and it'll get larger. Some years ago when I was pastoring, I don't know why it is, pastors seem to get into this maybe more than the rest of us do, but a lot of my times it was pastoring. It seemed like the enemy tried his best to get some seed planted between those and the ones I was trying to shepherd. Amen. And we'd worked at the church for a fellowship meeting like everybody does, you know, and we was trying to get ready. I think it poured some sidewalks and they'd, we'd put some gravels in and landscaped landscape ground, we'd planted some little green shrubbery and maybe painted the church. I mean, we'd, we'd worked. And well, there was family in the church that they were off and gone when that was going on. And that's fine, that's good. They was out trying to do the work of the Lord. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. When they got back, I noticed they were distant. And it seemed like, boy, they just, you just feel it there. There was something between us and I couldn't figure out, brother, what, what was wrong. But it was obvious something. I mean, something had changed. And I finally, after a while, I just asked them. I don't know if that's in the pastor's handbook or not, but it works. I just said, what is the matter? Have I done something? What's wrong? Y'all are, you know, I mean, just sometimes it just helps get out and open and ask. Sometimes maybe it don't, but it, it does most times. They said, well, one of your boys told us what you said while we was gone. I said, what did I say? Well, he told us you. In fact, he kind of come running up to us when we first got back. He said, he's all excited and wanting to just be the first one to tell us. I said, what did he tell you? He said, when we come back by, that you hoped we just drove right on by the church and didn't stop. Well, I had to confess, I did kind of say that. What would you say, Brother David? I said, but they left a few words out. So now, you got to understand, this was a child. Okay, if the child runs up and tells you what. Now, I know children are pretty good about telling truth, but children also get things confused. So don't make your decisions on who you're going to have a root of bitterness against off what a child said. You better go to them and ask. Don't make a decision off what a 40-year-old tells you. You better go ask. Amen. What I said was we stepped back that day and looked at the church and I think like I said, maybe painted it and, and, and trees and all that landscape. Boy, it, just, it looked like a different church, Brother Gerald. I said when, 
that family comes back through, when they come up the interstate, I said, they're liable not to even recognize this place and drive right on by. That's what I said. But boy, I tell you what, and it wasn't the child's fault. My boys, whichever one, I don't remember which one it was. They were just boys wanting to, wanting to try to help out. <laughs> Amen. But we chuckle about it now, but if somebody hadn't said, what's the matter? If we didn't go and, and to the root of bitterness and, and, and root it out. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, it can, it can split a church. It can split a home. It can split a lot of things up. Be careful this morning. Don't give any foul ground to that kind of seed. Amen. Just go ahead and check it. Amen. See what it takes. Amen. I, I'd like to move on just a little bit. I'll try to hurry. Amen. Change gears just a little bit here. Psalms 126. I'm trying to preach to you about the law of the harvest. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reap. Amen. And this is really where I'm wanting to go. Amen. Psalms 126, verse 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him amen we've done been preached to this camping about some rejoicing brother Braxton amen about restoring that joy and I feel like amen with the press that we've had this morning amen uh, that it's not far from us amen if we have sown in tears uh, we shall reap in joy has there been anybody amen I prayed for camp meeting amen and shed some tears has anybody missed a meal? Has anybody labored? Amen. And said, I sure would like to get some help in camp meeting. Amen. I've tried. Amen. I know it's not necessarily our camp meeting, but when I knew it was a coming, amen, I tried to labor. Amen. I'm not just for a message. Amen. Uh, that wasn't just what I was looking for. I wanted that if I was going to come. Amen. Uh, my brother, I begin to look at it. Amen. And say, Lord, I bless my wife. Bless my children. I bless the churches that are coming to Hammond, amen, forgive me, I got to looking at it, amen, I wanted to do some labor, I wanted to sow some tears, amen, I wanted something invested, and when I come to the camp meeting, I, I can say, Lord, amen, I'm going to stand on your word, you said, amen, if we sow in tears, we could reap in joy, amen, I'm telling you this morning, church, amen, this didn't just happen overnight, I don't let the devil beat you out of what you've labored at, amen, the Lord's I want to give you some joy. The Lord's the one you to reap, amen. It is the law of the harvest. As much as that man might sow strife, amen, he cannot stop strife from coming up. And if you will sow in tears, amen, if we'll sow as unto the Lord, amen, we will reap the same. It is the law of the harvest. Well, Brother David, I just don't feel like just don't feel like I've labored as much as I should have. I don't feel like I'm, just don't feel like I'm worthy. That's a good way to feel because we're not. Amen. But if you've labored, the Lord will bless you. Thought about a while back, revival at Greenville. Brother Jeremy Reed was there. Sister Courtney Lamb was seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And uh, if anybody ever saw it, that young lady saw it. She wanted it bad. I mean, she was after it. And uh, I reckon one night, maybe it seemed like it's Tuesday night, we didn't get to be there. But 
they said she shouted. I reckon danced and was in the floor and around the floor and maybe crawled around. Over. I don't remember. They just, some of them talked about what, it seemed like she'd done everything that she knew to do and probably a little bit more. And she just, whatever it was, she was willing. She wanted the baptism. Amen. And I don't remember exactly what part of the service, but somewhere while she's labor, may have been after she labored while I don't remember. Sister Miranda Wheeler stepped out, raised her hands. About 10, 15 minutes, maybe not that long. Went right through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That don't hardly seem fair, does it? Well, Sister Miranda's a young married wife, three children. She has a lot of responsibility on her. A lot of things she's dealing with, Brother Gerald. She's in a hard place. And she stepped out. And she yielded. And the Lord gave it to her. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <sighs> Amen. And Sister Courtney didn't feel bad at Sister Miranda. She had it. She couldn't have went on through. She didn't feel bad at her. She just was a young girl. Didn't really understand. Amen. Why? How'd that happen, Brother Gary? It just kind of, you know. And if I understood Brother Greg right, I believe he's told it, and I've told it, testifying. I can't remember if she was weeping as they went home or when she went home, she went maybe to her room and wept that night. Just just wept, just not because Sister Miranda got, she just wept because she wanted baptism, brother. It, it was what her heart's desire was. And she began to weep. Amen and cry. Amen. She wanted it that bad. Come to church the next night, and it wasn't long. She just went right on through. You know what she's doing? She is sowing in tears, Brother Steve Pugh. I mean, she is sowing in tears. Amen. You might sow something this morning that you might reap before the meeting's out. You might sow it this morning and reap it before the service is out. I, I don't understand how it works with God. See, with, with sin, you sow and sin, you reap and sin. You sow and strife, you reap and strife. I mean, that's how it works, but when you sow tears with God, you get joy out of it. I can't explain how that works, amen, but I understand that's what the Word of God says, so I can't tell you how long it takes to harvest it. I can't tell you how it all works, but I can tell you the first step, amen, to receiving that joy and that blessing this morning, amen, is to get to sowing. Uh, let me sow in tears. Let me sow in righteousness. Uh, let me sow in whatsoever the Lord would have me to plant, amen, and set out there. I could I tell you, the law of the harvest is a wonderful and a terrible thing. It's terrible when you reap, so when you sow something, y'all not. But when you sow that, that that pleases the Lord, how can I tell you? You'll find something, amen, come out of it that'll please the Lord, and it'll be a pleasing to you too. I'm interested this morning in seeing what it is that's gonna come up. I don't know what all you've sown unto the Lord, but I'm telling you, he's wanting you to reap it in this meeting. Amen. Psalms. Amen. Psalms 92. Brother Paul. Amen. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord 
shall flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Amen. It said those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I'm telling you this morning. Amen. What have you sown? Amen. Uh, parents, what have you been sowing? Uh, where have you planted your children at this morning? I tell you, I've came. Amen. I've tried to labor. I've told my boys coming out here. Uh, boys, I'm glad we're getting to get out. I'm glad you're going to be around some other young people. Uh, more young people. Uh, I'm glad of that this morning. That's wonderful. Amen. But I said this is a wonderful opportunity. Amen. To come to the house of God. I don't want you to waste it. I want you to press in around the altars. I'm not, I don't tell my children testify. I don't tell them when to do what. Amen. But I'm telling you, brother, now I've tried to plant them in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, you will reap the fruit of it. Amen. And if we do not plant them in the house of God, if we want to be like those that say, well, they got to sow their wild oats, I'll tell you what you reap. Amen. You reap wild oats. Amen. But if they're planted in the house of the Lord, can I tell you, that's what the Lord, amen, will raise up. He'll raise up children. He'll raise up an army of God. He'll bring up the church, amen. That's going to take, well, I won't say take our place. They'll become that part of the church. I'm a firm believer. Church isn't a church without young people. It's just not. We need you, young people. We need you. I've been to churches that maybe all of them's 50 and older. And I'm glad they're hanging on, Brother Gary, but my, I'd rather, I'd rather they had some young people. Went to church not long ago. Their pastor come by our meeting. We went and preached a weekend for him. And uh, one of the first things he told me when he got, when he looked around at our fellowship meeting at Abner, we're just a small church, but we had a pretty good crowd of folks come visit. He, he looked around and he said, my, y'all have a lot of young people. Amen. I thought going to other places and other meetings that we didn't have that many. But you know what? When you don't have hardly any, you have one or two. Amen. He, he looked around, Brother Braxton, and he said, oh, my. He's about 87 years old, still trying to fight the battle, still trying to hold the mark. Amen. But I tell you what, Brother Gerald, I can tell by the tone of his voice, sure would like to have some more young people. Like to know that when my labor here is done, that there's somebody to hand the reins off to. I sure would like to know, amen, that it'll continue on, that there'll still be a beacon, there'll still be a light, there'll still be a wholeness church here, that my labor was not in vain. Amen, I'm telling you, but to do that, they must be planted in the house of the Lord, amen, and they'll flourish in the courts of our God. I tell you, some folks want them to flourish as a big time lawyer in the courts of our land. I tell you where I want my boys at. I want them flourishing in the house of God. I'd rather see them flourish as some kind of a big time millionaire doing this and that. I'm telling you where I want them at, brother. I want them in the house of God. If they're going to flourish, if they're going to find something they excel at, something that they can run with and put their life, their heart, and their soul into it, let it be in the courts. Amen. Of God. I'd like for my boys to get to stay at home, be close to me. Amen. That's the way we preach it, brother. Wife come to the husband. But if it comes to a point where church at Abner folds, churches around there folded, amen, you know what I want them to do, Brother Vance? Run, boys. Run. Go somewhere. 
go somewhere to the house of God. Find you a good holiness church. Find you a good holiness wife. Amen. Find yourself in the will of God. I'd rather you flourish in the courts of the Lord. Amen. In the courts of God. Amen. And me have to give up being right next door to you. I'd rather that if I am, I guess I'd be running too. Amen. But I'm telling you, that's what it took. Amen. Had to see him make it to heaven. Had to see him flourish in the courts of God. Amen. Mama and Papa, sometimes if you're not careful, you can't let go of them for them to go where God needs them. Hard to flourish when you can't let go. Amen. I ain't being mean. There's some young people back and forth across this country. Their biggest problem is their in-laws. I ain't being mean. I'm just telling you, if God's got a plan for you, and mama won't cut the apron strings, you're going to have a hard time flourishing in the courts of God. Amen. I know, parents, that's hard. It's kind of hard. I'm not telling you to come loose and quit praying for them. And all. I'm just telling you, sometimes you've got to let them go do what God wants them to do. Amen. Where are you on the planet at? Children, sometimes you probably wonder why mom and papa so, so hard on this or so hard on that. Or why. I'm telling you why, amen. I try my best, amen. When I just put out a little garden, if I want it to flourish, you're going to have to do something to protect it. The animals are going to come. This is going to come. That's going to come. How you're going to put this on and that on, trying to get it to grow, trying to protect it. I'm telling you, we've got some time invested in our children, amen. We've got them planted in the house of God, and I'm not interested in letting anybody come in and pluck them up out of there and take them away, amen. That's why we get defensive sometimes. But I'm telling you this morning, amen, you're going to sow somewhere. You're going to sow the children somewhere. Amen. You're going to put them somewhere. Let it be. In the house of the Lord. Amen. Oh, that they flourish. That they flourish. Amen. Not just getting by. It didn't say they had to just hang on by the skin of their teeth. They just barely stay safe. It said that they'd flourish. Amen, children. If you're saved, that's wonderful. If you're not, it'd be a good time to get saved. Amen. There's some liberty around here this morning. Amen. I believe the Lord's the one to help. He'd like to see some planting this morning. He'd like to see that other rooted out. But he'd like to see some planting in the house of God this morning. I'm telling you, it's a good place. It's a good day. Today is a day of salvation. It's a good day to get saved. Saved this morning, you still got a few service to go. You might be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost before the meeting's out. If you need to be sanctified, it's a good place to get planted today. Good place to get planted. I'd rather they get sanctified at their home church. I just think it'd be, I'm telling you what, I don't care if it's in the Lowe's parking lot. Amen. I want them planted. On planted. If God's doing the planting, that's fine. Just plant them wherever the Spirit of God will move on them at. But I'm telling you, when the saints of God gather around, they bring strength. Amen. Here. And that strength brings liberty. It's a good place. Amen. That you can press in and have somebody to pray with you. I've told it before different places. Amen. About it. And I'll not go through all of this morning, but about getting close to the baptism. Amen. In a church we used to go around. Amen. And they got to tell me, he got it, he got it, he got it. And I didn't get it. But just a young boy in ignorance claimed it. The enemy said, you'll get it the next time or two you pray. You're so close. It took me about five or six months to figure it out, and I got up at our little camp meeting one night, and it was about, about as big a crowd as it's probably going to get. Brother Braxton told him, said, I need to set some things right. I didn't get it. Amen. Amen. I didn't get it. 
But you want to know, young people, what happens? And I can tell you firsthand experience what happens when you say, I got it, and you didn't. They quit seeking with you. They quit pressing. He got it. We don't need to pray him through to the baptism. He got it. So that next time never occurred. I mean, it, it was wild, Brother Gerald. I was gun shy for quite a while. But finally there come a night that the Lord came by and met with me. And I didn't have to tell them, maybe I got it. I didn't have to tell them. I didn't need nobody's jiggling my jaw and patting me on the back and telling me, you got it. Amen. Oh, but all I'm trying to told you that to tell you this was, amen. It's a place here today, amen, that the saints of God have a desire to see experiences. They have a desire for our children, amen, to go farther in, to get deep, more deeply rooted than you've ever been before. Oh, Brother David, how'd you come to this camp? Man, I came with a desire to get closer, Brother Myron, than I've ever been before, to get deeper with the Lord than I've ever been before. I'm not just pushing my children. I'm talking about me and my family. I'd like to see everybody here, amen. I'll this can't mean closer than they've ever been before. But I'll tell you what, something had to be sown. Something had to be reaped. Amen. I believe we're reaping experiences. Amen. If we'll keep pressing. Amen. I like that this morning. I like that. That pushing. It's so easy to sit back and say, well, I wonder who's going to preach it over. I wonder who's going to testify it over. I wonder who's going to do this and that. But when we all pull together like the little children's song, amen, and get to letting the Lord know, amen. Oh, if he hears our cry, amen, I'll tell you, he'll, he'll send forth the one that can let us reap what we've sown. Amen, amen. He told us, amen, Philippians 4 and 7, 4 and 6, be careful for nothing and everything by prayer and supplication thanksgiving let your Request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, I think on these things, amen. Why did he put those there? Why did he tell us to think on them? I'll tell you spiritually, one of the best ways to plant something is begin to meditate upon it. I meditate upon the word of God. I meditate, amen, upon the experiences that have come. My brother Aaron came to meeting and preached to us about a good report. He got to tell us about all the different experiences he could account for in the holiness fellowship this year. Amen. Talked about different ones. Um, uh, some of them we was there for. Some of them we wasn't. But I'll tell you what, it didn't matter. If I get to thinking on that brother down over I get to thinking hey, it's for me and my family. It's for our church. It's for this church. It's for God's people. Amen. If I get to thinking on it's a seed. Amen. If you'll dwell on it. If you'll think on it. You'll plant it. You'll sow it. Amen. And if you'll do that, it'll be a while and it'll come time that it's time to harvest the blessings of God. It'll come time, amen, that we must harvest it. Amen. Amen. He told us, Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. Amen. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord. Hey, <coughs> till he come 
and rain righteousness upon you. Amen. Does that sound like where we're at this morning, church? Does it sound like a place where you'd like to be? Amen. It sounds pretty good to me. Amen. He said, so to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. You some of that this morning, but he said, "Break up your foul ground, for it is time to seek." How could I tell you this morning? If there's ever been a time to seek, Amen. Today's the day. How this is our. I don't want to push it back again. I remember just as a boy, Amen. Camp meeting where I grew up at. This may sound silly, but the enemy works that way. He, they started recording the meetings, the preaching, and. Just as a teenage boy, I thought, well, I'm kind of tired. I'm having a hard time following the preaching. I'll listen to it all later. Let me tell you, I'm thrilled we're for the recording and being able to listen to messages later, messages far off that I can't go to. But I have listened, Brother Gerald, to messages preached when the Holy Ghost fell, and it was wonderful. And I wouldn't mean to offend any of the ministers. But I listened to it afterwards on CD, and I thought, what in the world was we thinking? Because what they preached really is it okay, but on CD it wasn't that grand. But you know why? It's because the Holy Ghost was in the anointing on the message. If you don't think it being anointed means anything, well, you're bad mistaken. Well, he can take that, that, that in Scripture, and it was good, and it was fine. But, oh, my, when you're there and the anointing's on it, and the Spirit of God's moving, and the Spirit, I'm not against listening to CDs, that's fine, amen. But I'm telling you, it just usually, as far as I've been, my experience, has not been the same as being a, amen, as a young man got cheated out of some blessings there, I'm sure, amen. But, oh, tonight, amen, if we'll seek, if we'll realize that this is the time to seek a soul that righteousness, reap in mercy. It is the time, amen, to seek, amen. Oh, until he come and rain righteousness upon you. I tell you, I'm not going to tell you that just stay laboring there for two hours that you're guaranteed to go through an experience, but you got a lot better opportunity than five minutes. Amen. Amen. Well, I prayed five or ten minutes, Brother David. Hey, man, I'm telling you what, I ain't trying to put Sister Courtney up, but when she got hungry, she didn't turn away easily. I'm telling you what, when Brother David gets hungry, hey, man, it's kind of hard to keep me from going getting something to eat, Brother David. I like to eat. Hey, man, in this natural body, I'm not going to go. And then somebody say, well, we don't have anything here. I'll go somewhere else. We'll seek until we find something to eat. But all in the spiritual, am I turned away that easily? He said to seek. Now's the time to seek until the Lord rain righteousness. Amen. I know y'all like to see, amen, some natural rain around here this morning. Amen. It'd be wonderful. But how much more wonderful this morning would it be for the Lord to open up the windows of heaven and to pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain to rain his righteousness down from heaven this morning. I'll take it over the other any day. I'd rather rain his righteousness than to rain $100 bills this morning. Amen. If you've got something you'd rather see than the righteousness of the Lord poured out up in on his tabernacle. I'll tell you what, it's time to hit the altar then. You need to get prayed through over that. I'm interested this morning and praying until the Lord has rained down his righteousness. Woo! He said it rains on the just and the unjust. How'd you like it to rain this morning? 
to those that are saved and those that are not saved. And his righteousness begins to pour out on them, begins to bring them under conviction, begins to draw us into the altar. How would you like to see it bring righteousness in such a way that it begins to move us, to shake us, and to stir our hearts to that place that we'd seek him until it rained. It's a good place to weed out the strife. It's a good place to weed it. It's a better place, amen, to reap the harvest, the law of the harvest. If it's been sown, it can be reaped this morning. Let the Lord, let the Lord rain righteousness upon us. Amen. We're starting. We're starting out this morning. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. How about the righteousness this morning? How about love everlasting? I'm interested in it, brother. That's why I'm here. I could have went to Craigsville this weekend. Had have been fine. But I felt like I needed to come tell somebody, amen, that he'd like to rain righteousness on you. He'd like to rain everlasting life. He'd like for you to read what you've been sowing. That next verse says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I know it's hot, ain't it, Brother John? It's hot this morning. I can tell you it is. It ain't running off air for nothing. Amen. Is it so hot, amen? You don't feel like seeking? If that's what it takes, amen. It said, be not weary and well doing. You shall reap in due season if you faint not. I'm not interested in fainting this morning. I'm interested in giving it to the Lord. Amen. If it takes going all the way to the place that I'd faint, amen, then let me go there. If that's where I must go for the Lord to rain righteousness upon us. The night I went through the baptism, I'd shouted, I'd watered the floors. I gave everything I had, Brother Braxton. I just, just how it was for me. I don't know how it was for you, but that's how it was for me. I was on my back, and I got to a place that I couldn't, just didn't feel physically able to do one more thing. I just shot, and I thought, my... I thought I'd go through tonight. It got so high, it got so rich, I thought this was going to be it. I was disappointed that it didn't look like I was going through. But I just got to thinking about how it felt, what the Spirit of God had felt like that night. I'd been places I hadn't ever been before. It was wonderful, and I just got to thinking on these things. That's why you need to think on these things. Amen. It sure beats thinking on this world. It sure beats thinking on what the talk radio host said today, that probably won't lift you up much and get you in the frame of mind you need to be in for camp meeting. It sure beats whatever the headline is on newspaper this morning. Amen. 
it'll do you better. Think on the good things. Got thinking on how it was that night, how the Lord had blessed me, laying flat on my back there, just, just didn't have any strength. Amen. And I remember something deep down inside welled up, and I've told it before, and I'll tell it again. Brother, it welled up. Something just how worthy he is, how wonderful he is, how good this blessing's been. And something said, I want to praise him. Not with any expectation of going through the Holy Ghost. I just wanted to praise him just because he's worthy of praise. Yeah. And I raised my hands up, flat on my back. And I remember when I did, felt like you just poured a bucket of water or something out over me. And it hit the ends of my hands and run down my arms. I mean, hit my chest and began to speak. Amen. And it was wonderful. He's wonderful. Amen. Don't be faint. Don't be faint this morning. Oh. If you faint not, you're going to reap. There's a reaping ground here this morning. We got a sign on our church at home. It's called Harvest Time Holiness. I don't care what the sign says, but I like it when it gets that way in the house of God. That harvest time comes. We've sown, amen. We've labored, we've worked at it. We've tried to do our part. And could I tell you, God will give the increase. Amen. It's not in our hands, but when we've sown and we've watered, amen, when we've done our part and labored and pushed, can I tell you, it's all the harvest of the Lord, amen. I said he would bring forth the increase. Amen. He'll give you that that your heart desires this morning. Amen. 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 You say you can't bind God. Well, you can. He said he couldn't lie. I ain't trying to say it disrespectful, but God can't lie. And he said he would give us the increase. He said if we do this, he'd rain righteousness. Amen. Brother John said it. I'm not being mean, but the shortcoming's not on his part. It's not because he's not willing. We just, we're right there. I believe you're right there. If you'd be willing to push just a little bit harder, just a little bit farther, raise your hands one more time. I don't know what it's going to take this morning, but if the Lord's bidding you do something, I'm fixing to get out of your way. I'm already out of your way if you'll do something, man. I just not want to let this go. I don't want to let the Spirit of God get away from us. If there's anything you want this morning, church, I'm telling you, it's a good time, amen, to reach the law the harvest says we plant uh, amen and we will reap the increase he will reign righteousness amen brother John I don't don't know Uh, amen I don't want to be out of the way but he said give you a place to pray amen amen Brother David, I just ain't the way we need to do it. I mean, I don't know how we need to do it, but I know the one, amen, who's bringing forth the increase. I know the one that came by that night and changed my life, amen. The one that made a difference to me. I know the one that saved me and sanctified me and filled me with his sweet Holy Ghost, amen. And it was wonderful. It was increased. It was bounty beyond measure. It was shaken down and pressed, amen, I'm telling you. And it's here this morning for you, for us and our children and our children's children for them that are afar off. If you're here this morning, say, I'm not even saved. Amen, I'm telling you, he's a reaching this morning. He's a one, amen, to provide the increase. You say, I'm not saved. I hadn't sown, amen. Could I tell you, the church is sown for you. Your mama's sown for you. Your daddy's sown for you. Amen, they're sown, amen. And they'd like to see that increase today. Amen. 
we're not worthy. But that's not what the law said. If we do what he said, amen, he'll bring forth the increase. Amen, the halters are open. I've delivered my heart today. Amen, could we pull in? Don't let this spirit get away from us, church. Who would come? Who wants to seek the Lord this morning? Oh, anybody. Oh, anybody like to seek, like to press in for the increase. Amen. That he would rain righteousness, righteousness bonus. Preach tonight.